It's an all-new season of the Football NYC Big Blue Breakdown podcast on YesNetwork.com. Joe Callow and Eric Kennedy of BigBlueInteractive.com give the best Giants analysis week to week. And now, Joe Callow and Eric Kennedy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Big Blue Breakdown podcast here on YesNetwork.com and also on BigBlueInteractive.com. It's the number one Giants fan message board, and joining me each and every week is the one and only Eric Kennedy from the Big Blue Interactive website. And Eric, I got to tell you, you know, losing these games to the Eagles, it just seems like every time it's always one player, one circumstance, and you know, I'm sure Giant fans were on the edge of their seats, and Lawrence Tynes comes up, uh, you know, just a little short to capture the victory in Philadelphia, and it would have been a nice win if they could have pulled it off. It is strange that this series is like this. I think it's eight out of nine now, and the Eagles just, they're not that much better than the Giants. Now, there were certain seasons, obviously, in that streak where they were, like 2009, when the Giants' defense was just atrocious. But the um, it's just a very weird series right now. It's during a time when the Giants have won two championships yet the eagle they still continue to have problems with the eagles i wouldn't trade the championships for you know beating the eagles but it it is certainly strange and frustrating and you know this was an eagles team that really really struggled to get to the record that they were at um you know they they really could have lost every game up until the giants game they could have lost the giants game too they could be an 0 and 4 team right now um, they weren't playing particularly well. They were turning the ball over like crazy, and their offensive line wasn't playing well, and Vic wasn't playing well. But there's something about the Giants that bring out the best in the Philadelphia Eagles, and unfortunately we saw that again uh, on uh, Sunday night. Yeah, let's talk about the offense a bit. Uh, again, a slow-starting first half where there wasn't much offense in the game, and it was very good defensive play, and you knew the Eagles were going to play inspired defense being at home and because it was the Giants coming in. Now you found out before the game uh, you didn't, you weren't going to have Hakeem Nix, and you figured Ramsey's Barden would be a big part of the offense, and now – it seems Eli Manning knew he had Dom, uh, Hickson, Dominic Hickson to work with, and it looked like Dominic Hickson was the favorite target of his in the first half of the game to start off the game. So do you think that was designed by the Giants to target Hickson, or do you think that's just the way it was coming out in the game? I think Hickson's ahead of Barden on the depth chart. I think Barden you know, had his breakout game because Hickson didn't play in that game, or it probably would have been the other way around um, in, in the, against the Panthers. So I just think it was the nature of the depth chart. They did go to Barden a little more in the second half, as you know, I'm sure we'll talk about. The, the, the thing that killed the Giants in this game is everyone's going to point to the, the last drive, but and the defense in the second half, we'll talk about that too, was terrible in the second half. But the Giants only scored 17 points, and the reason, and really what lays behind those 17 points is the Giants' first five drives of the game ended with punts, and they got three points in the first half on the last drive, and their last drive. You can't score three points and a half and expect to win the football game. And the Eagles are very good up front. They have their, they've copied the Giants' model with, with the defensive line, not only the quality of the defensive line, but also the, in terms of quantity. They've, they've got numbers. They've got nine guys that they come at you, and they're all pretty darn good. And they gave the Giants some problems with their pass rush. Um, Eli didn't get sacked, but he was certainly getting hit, and he was certain, certainly being pressured. And unfortunately, they weren't. Doing, they couldn't run the football. But the, the real, if you really want to point a finger at, you know, 
why one of the huge reasons, or maybe the reason, why the Giants lost this football game. They scored three points in the first half. You can't do that. You got you got to put more points up on the board. Yeah, and it looked like the Eagles were were moving the ball pretty well, but when they got to the red zone, they've had problems in the red zone now for a while, and it looked like either the Giants buckled down or the Eagles just didn't play as crisp once they got to the red zone, and it looked like the Eagles in the second half thought they were going to lean on LaShawn McCoy so much, and have you ever seen a better cutback runner since Barry Sanders with LaShawn McCoy? And I wonder if this is one thing that the Giants prepare for when they know that they're going to see him because it just seemed like he kept catching the Giants with a cutback run. And I'm thinking that that's something that you have to look at when you look at LaShawn McCoy. Every time he runs the ball, most of the time he usually does a cutback, and most of the time it's it's successful. Yeah, it's a very strange defensive game because in the first half the Giants really did a number on them. I mean, they, they punted, they forced punts on their first four drives. And it wasn't until, and this is a, this has been a disturbing trend with the Giants. It seems at the end of the half, and at the end of the games, the Giants are giving up, the de- defense is giving up scoring drives, and it's hurting them. And and they did it again. The Giants' defense played great in the first half, and and, and McCoy in the running game of the Eagles wasn't doing anything in the first half. Um, and and then they gave up that they gave up a touchdown drive. Um, and then in the second half, they they never forced a punt. Now they did have those goal line stands, which were great, but they ate up so much time in the clock. And the problem was was this: you know, people are saying, you know, where where the heck's the pass rush? Well, in the second half, um, the, the the Giants, except on those goal line situations, never got the Eagles in the third down. They were always first and second down on all those drives, on all those field goal drives. They never even got them in the third down. So if you don't get them in the, your opponent in the third and long. You're, you're, you don't tend to get a lot of um, pass rush opportunities. The Eagles didn't have to pass as much as they didn't. They didn't need to pass because they they were running the ball so well. They they ran for 170 yards in the second half of that football game. That's ridiculous. And 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 the, the yes yes the runner is dangerous and he's one of the best in the NFL. And I would say the Giants probably didn't play very disciplined gap control, and that, that's what they were pointing fingers at after the game. They were saying we just we were running around like chickens out there. We weren't, but I think it's a little deeper than that too. You saw some of the big runs, um, you know, around the end. The Giants just got blocked, and you know, you guys saw people like Justin Tuck getting getting handled at the point of attack and getting blocked. And this was against an offensive line that, to be honest with you, isn't very good. The Eagles, the Eagles, often one of the reasons Vic has been getting crushed and they've been turning the football over so many, so many times, is other teams have have been abusing the Eagle offensive line. And on paper, you would have thought the Giants would have dominated that matchup, and they didn't in the second half. And 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 that the offense not scoring points in the first half, the defense not stopping the Eagles in the second half, set up that fateful final drive. Um, that that really doomed you know doomed the Giants in the game. Which in any other circumstance, a final drive like that, giving it to Eli like that with so much time on the clock, wouldn't be even you know fateful for the Giants. It's something that I think Giant fans and the Giants would welcome because Eli had plenty of time and they were moving the ball great. Now I want to talk about what happened with those last couple of plays because we've been hearing a lot from both ends about you know whether it was a coaching move, uh, whether it was Eli's decision to try for a long pass rather than to get 10 yards. So what's your viewpoint on, on how the game ended? Well, you know, one of the things before we get into the very end, that this is, this is something we, you and I have talked about in previous shows. And, you know, Eli has gotten so good at bringing the team back that we expected every single week. 
and it just it doesn't work that way. And this is what my my big peeve is with the Giants right now is um, again if a, a happy Giants fan, they won two Super Bowls, but you know fo- if we're going to focus on this year, my pet peeve with them, and this goes back to those other years too, is they tend to not play with a, a sense of urgency, it seems, unless their backs are against the wall. And that means in seasons, too, you know, the, the, they seem to sort of, you know, oh, we lost, we'll come back, and we'll, we'll, win, we'll, we'll still get in the playoffs, that kind of attitude. And they barely have gotten in the playoffs, or they barely missed the playoffs. And it also affects specific games. And it, it seems like all these games, you know, the Panthers game seems to be an, the anomaly. All these games seem to come down to the last drive. And when you do that, you're playing with fire. Because anything, and we just saw it, you know, offensive pass interference, one penalty can ruin everything. And the ball can bounce straight, you know, have funny bounces, and anything can happen. And that's the danger when you're, you're always up against the wall and that you have no margin for error. And that's what happened. You, you, fig, you thought when they got to, um, what was it, the 27 yard line after the second pass interference? that they were going to be in good shape because Lawrence Tynes really has been kicking well. And I thought a, a big play was when they handed off to Bradshaw, he, um, that was the right call and the right against that defense because the, the Eagles did not have a lot of guys up, up. They had six guys in the box. It was the right play to call. Um, I think Booth missed the block. And then Bradshaw missed a big hole to his right if he had cut if he had cut back, and and if that play that you, you that play should have gained at least five or six yards maybe more, and if you're and, and you do that you're talking about an under under a forty yard field goal at that point, and I think that influences the play calling on the next play as well too because you are in a much more makeable situation. Now there's been a lot of criticism about what, why taking the shot down the field. Um, I, you know, I can't really play play high quarterback there in hindsight because the the thing is is with the Giants and this goes back for a number of years they take these shots and when they work no one criticizes them um, and that's just the way they are well, they've been in a lot of big games where they've gone for third you know fourth down situations like like the, the fourth football. and one Eric like the fourth yeah. and one the fourth it, and one it, was a long pass it ended up working out because they got a pass interference and, and that's the way they that's the way they do even if you want to go back to the super Super Bowl and the last drive against the Patriots. You know, I wouldn't have started off that drive with a long, deep pass to, to Manningham along the sidelines like that, but it works. That's their game. The, the, you know, you wonder, you wonder, is that where Nick's not being in the game came back to haunt them? Now, it wasn't a great throw, but you wonder if somebody like Nick's is there, does, does, that, does, that, does that change it? But um, it, it, that play, that penalty, and I'm not going to – I'm not going to um, – really ripping anybody for it you know it was a combination of a bad pass um and barden probably mugged the guy a little bit more than he needed to but that that really set up the the final um um miss and if that doesn't happen they probably win the game and it's a darn shame because you, you normally don't see that you don't normally don't see offensive pass interference in the game it was a legitimate call i'm not beefing about the call but that normally doesn't happen like that and if that pass had been completed it's either you know a chip shot field goal or a touchdown and 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 we're all celebrating so i'm more mad at 
the offense not doing anything in the first half, the defense not stopping anybody in the second half. It shouldn't have come down to that last kick. That, but that's what happens when you play with fire like that. Yeah, and that's been the New York Giants now. That's been the New York Giants for the past couple of years, and especially under Eli Manning. It just seems like every game, win or lose, comes down to these last drives, and you put it in Eli's hands. And when he wins it, which is the majority of the time, so we're really spoiled as Giant fans because we've seen him win it twice in Super Bowls and in very big games. But when it doesn't happen and you come up a little short like that, you know, that it has to be expected yeah. because this is the Giants' style, and, and, and now it looks like it's going to be one of those seasons they're 0-2 in the division where once again – you know, they're going to be playing with fire where they could have had a win in, in, in Philadelphia, which really doesn't come that often. I mean, although they play well in Philadelphia, yeah. getting a win in Philadelphia can't be expected every year. So, you yeah. know, with that loss to the Dallas Cowboys, it now puts them in a must-win situation coming up against the Cleveland Browns, which the Cleveland Browns are one of those teams that it just seems like you know at 4.05 it's going to be a... 10 to 7 game and Lawrence Tynes is once again oh, going to be lining up to kick the game tying field goal. We're going to come right back and we're going to talk about that game. I, I know I'm giving Eric Ajita right now. I'm giving Eric Ajita just talking about the game. We're going to come right back. We're going to talk about that game on the Big Blue Breakdown Podcast. This is Joe Cal and Eric Kennedy. YesNetwork.com's award-winning coverage includes blogs and columns from the pros who have their pulse on New York sports. It's truly a one-stop source for all of the best videos, news, and information on the web. That's all at YesNetwork.com. Welcome back to the Big Blue Breakdown. Once again, here are Joe Callow and Eric Kennedy. Welcome back to the Big Blue Breakdown podcast. This is Joe Callow along with Eric Kennedy from the Big Blue Interactive website. It's the number one Giants fan message board on the web. And you go there, you get all your player information, you get injury information, and you can submit questions, which we'll talk about at the end of the segments, where some fans can write in, ask some questions to me or Eric, and talk about the New York Giants. Now, this is all the Giants need. You come off a, a heartbreaking loss against Philadelphia, which you, you come up just short, and you have the Cleveland Browns, which have been called the worst team in football, coming into the stadium, and it seems like it has all the makings of a Giant, and I'm not going to say blowout, three-point win in overtime. Yeah, well, I don't think they're the worst football team. Um, I've actually seen the Browns a couple times this year, and they, you know, I'll give you an, an example. When they they had the Ravens Browns game on national television the other night, I said, "Oh, geez, this nice game. This is going to be a blowout." Well, it wasn't a blowout, and, and they they were in Baltimore, and that team played tough against a very good Baltimore team. This is not this is not a good football team. Don't get me wrong, because they got a rookie quarterback, they got a lot of inexperience. It's a young team. It's a new coaching staff, but they play hard. And they've got some weapons on both sides of the football, and this is not going to be a gimme game. They play decent defense, and they can run the football. And when you run it, when you have that combination, teams usually are in the football game. It wouldn't surprise me if the Giants blow these guys out, but um, with given the Giants' injury situation right now, um, this is a this is a scary game for them. And you you hit the nail on the head in the last segment. You know the. They could have gone. The Giants could have gone to three and one and given themselves a little bit of breathing room here. Not to say that they could let up, but they, it gives them a little bit of, you know, they 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 can they got a little bit of wiggle room. Now it seems like, you know, they're two and two. They have, a, you know, good chance of being three and three in in a couple of games because they, 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 because of who they're playing, and they just can't drop this game. I mean, or they they're going to be in serious trouble, and. 
it, it just has this feeling that it, they're going to be battling around 500 for a while, and, and, and they're not going to make the playoffs unless they string some wins together. This is one of those games on the schedule, if you look at the schedule, um, that they've got that you 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 got to think they got to win and but it's there's a good chance it's going to be like what you said if they don't show up if they don't play motivated football and they 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 start playing with some urgency you know they they could be two and three going into the 49er game and that's that, that's not a good situation yeah and 90 year old Brandon Whedon comes in the 90 year old rookie and he you know he actually had a chance to beat the Eagles, you know, so, yep. you, you, you know, you're correct that they're they're playing decent football, and I think their plan is going to be to try to run on the Giants, but I'm not expecting a blowout with the Giants at all. In fact, you know, uh, the, a lot of people would have said if they came off the Eagle game with a win, this would have been a look-ahead game to next week against the 49ers, so I think by losing against the Eagles, it now puts a lot of pressure on the Giants to win this game, and I think they're going to play well next week against San Francisco. But first, let's worry about this weekend. Yeah. And and I wanted to touch on, I mean, the news just doesn't get any better when it comes to giant injuries, Eric. And it is now Friday when we tape this show, and it just seems like every day there's something new. And it's never good news when it comes to the Giants' injuries. You're never going to see the remarkable thing, hey, Hakeem Nix had such a good day he's going to play, or Kenny Phillips has such a good day he's going to play. It's always the reverse, and it just really has to be taxing on the Giants at this point. Yeah, and the big injury this week, and it's one that's not being really talked about, is Rocky Bernard's out. And given who we're playing, and Trent Richardson is a big physical running back who can run with power, but he's also fast. They better not sleep on that because he can turn. I saw a play the other day where he 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 um, was so impatient um, with the guard pulling that he just ran right past his own guard on an outside run and beat everybody, including the defense, to the corner for a touchdown. He's fast too, and Rocky Bernard's been ruled out. So Chris Canny still can't come off the pup list. So you've got Linville Joseph inside and you're going to have um the rookie Marcus Kuhn, you know, the German the German player um who hasn't played a lot and and you're going to get Marvin Austin who really isn't really in 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 sync yet with football. I mean, he missed all the camp and missed all the training camp and he was out the last couple of years before that. So he hasn't looked sharp either. And if I'm Cleveland, I run 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 against these guys and it's going to be very interesting to see what the Giants do up front if they 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 move some people around like maybe even play some of their ends more at tackle they're in certain situations but they they they're licking their chops Trent Richardson was interviewed by the New York media yesterday and you know he 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 was extremely confident he said we think we can run the ball on the giants and you know I don't see why he wouldn't think that after watching the second half of the Eagles game. So they have got to stop the run. This is going to be an old-fashioned football game defensively. You know, they're going to have to they're going to have to limit his the amount of yardage he does and get them in third and long. And Whedon's an interesting guy because he's a old he's a 27 or 28-year-old rookie. In the Eagle game he was awful. I mean, that was a game that the that the Browns should have beaten the Eagles. If he had, if it hadn't been for Whedon, he was just terrible in that game. But he has had some decent games since then. Not great, but he, but he is a rookie. So the thing with him is, you want he tends to bird dog his receivers a lot. So if you get get them in obvious pass situations, um, you know he'll stare down his guys, and you can get some interceptions that way. But they got to stop the run in order to get to that situation, and that that's the key in this game. It looks like it's going to be bad weather. 
on Sunday, so it will no, be I didn't one know of those. That. Okay. Yeah, it will yeah. be one of those running type games, and you know maybe that's exactly what Cleveland is looking for. And sure, when you come in and you play the defending Super Bowl champions, you're trying to get your first win, and you got to know that the Giants are going to be very, very upset and want to win the game off of a really tough divisional loss like that. But again, they're looking; they may look ahead to San Francisco next week, which is thankfully on the road where I think the Giants play their best football. But either way, Eric, I think we're in for a long Monday afternoon. I do think the Giants will win the game, though, and hopefully it's one of those games where we could sit back in the last quarter and maybe see David Carr come in, but I, I'm really not expecting that. And uh, You know, I think Giant fans would also like to see that, but I think they'll just be happy with a win now, try to get above 500 because they have a really, really tough second-half schedule, and you play the Cowboys and the Steelers and you play the Eagles again. So, you know, we'll take it one game at a time, and I understand now this week there's been some questions on the Big Blue Interactive website for the show. Yeah, there. You know, there's. You know, it's interesting. After you have a, a defeat, fans. I've, I've always noticed with the website that there's actually more traffic and more questions when there's a defeat. And I think it's people want to vent and want. You know, and there's there's more. You know, the questioning what's going on. And we had some good questions this week. Um, somebody with uh, an old Giants named Danny Cannell asked about um, the effect Canny is having in terms of the defense. You know, his absence on the defensive line as a whole. And he, he you know, he's saying that. His, he thinks it's the most significant injury. I, I'm a big Chris Canny fan. Um, I think he, his absence has made an impact, but I think surprisingly Rocky Bernard has actually played pretty darn well this year. Um, I think some people have argued that the ends aren't playing well because Canty isn't there, and I don't completely buy that argument. I think it has an impact, but um, Jason Pierre-Paul, Justin Tuck, OCU, and Yora need to play better than they've been playing. And some of that is what other teams are doing them. And that, that also relates to another question here, too. We can sort of do, knock off two right right off the bat. There, there was another question um, here from, um, if I can find it right here, um, Chris R., who's asked about the pass rush and the lack, you know, what's going on. Is, is it other teams scheming against this? Or are OC and Tuck starting to slow down? And I think it's it's a combination of both. The, the the coaches talked about it this week that other teams are 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 game planning the Giants, and they they've had all off season to do this. The, the Giants are the Super Bowl champions, and if you're the Dallas Cowboys and you're the Philadelphia Eagles, you're saying. Hey, this is a team we got to beat, and if we're going to beat these guys, we got to block these guys. And so their off season has been spent. How are we going to block those those three defensive ends? I think that's a lot of it. I think that teams are getting rid of the rid of the ball. But I also think you know this is something that some some fans don't want to recognize sometimes. And I, I mentioned this this week, and I took some heat for this, and I hope this isn't the case. But these guys are starting to get older now. You know, OC's nearing nearing. His, the end, the end, the latter stages of his career. Tuck's been awfully beat up. He's only 29, but he's been awfully beat up. Bradshaw's a young guy, but he's been awfully beat up. Um, some of the you know, David Deal's been beat up. You're starting, you're starting to see, or you might be starting to see some of these core guys that were so important to winning two Super Bowl champions, championships. And these are guys that will always be big in New York Giants lore. But you wonder if it's getting to the point at some point, you know, where they're on the downside of their career, and Hopefully we're not seeing that, but I think I think you know Tuck hasn't doesn't even have a quarterback hit this year. It's not just he's he's 
doesn't have a sack. He hasn't hit anybody. He, so he's got to pick it up. O.C.'s got to pick it up. And J.P.P., he, he, we expected more of him at this point as well, too. Yeah, and you hear Tuck this week criticizing himself, saying he's not playing very well. And I think we kind of went through this last year. And what I want to talk about is that Tuck and, and Ozzy Yomanyar, I can't remember the last time that they played a full season, each guy, you know? I mean, Tuck, Tuck was injured last year, and, and it seems like Ozzy is injured w- – w- every year so it's not like they've played full seasons so you know I agree with you that they're they're getting older and Jason Pierre-Paul I think is going to end up still having a good year and I still think you see his presence more in the game than you do these other guys and yeah. he's just a, a you know a younger player and, he, and, he, and the burst is still there and you know between these other guys and, and Kiwanuka you know they, they are getting older and it just seems like every year there's an injury uh, with one of them or maybe you know all three have have had injury problems the last couple of years. So, you know, I, I do think that teams are looking at that now and, and looking at their age and trying to avoid, like they made a great point on Sunday night football. Uh, Collinsworth brought it up a couple of times when Michael Vick prepares for the giants, when he gets to the line of scrimmage, what's he worried about? And he yeah, says, JPP. I'm yeah. worried about JPP and JPP. And, yeah. you know, you have two pro bowl ends that are also in the game, but it just seems like the game plan is to avoid Jason Pierre Paul. And I know he's frustrated that he hasn't been, you know, the last four games he hasn't been as active with quarterback sacks and hitting the the quarterback on the ground. But he's been knocking down balls, and you know he's got to remember he's a, he's going to be he's a big star in this league now. It's no more he's an up and coming player. Right. Although he thinks he can get better, a lot of teams view him as the best defensive player in football, so they're going to game plan against him. So I do feel that there is an absence. Without Chris Canty there, and I think Chris Canty played his best football as a Giant last year, yeah. and he made his presence felt, and I thought the interior lineman down the stretch did a great job. But I also think this, uh, Eric, I think the Giants' pass rush always plays better in the second half of the year. Maybe it was because Tuck and Ozzy had early season injuries last year, but I do think the Giants' pass rush is, as mo- is the most effective later in the year, and I do think that hopefully the Giants are still in contention for when this defense really turns it up from November on, I think that that's when they play their best football. Yeah, and, they, so. and they've played some mobile quarterbacks. That's the other thing. You know, Tony Romo, they had Tony Romo a number of times, but he got out of that. And then, you know, Vic is Vic, and and, and then Cam Newton's, you know, tough, and they they had to worry about him moving around. And I agree with you. I think I think it'll improve. The, but you just said, it, said the right thing, though. Hopefully they're still in contention. Hopefully they're not in a two-and-four hole already. When you know Canty's coming back and 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 these guys start playing better, the thing is is is, is they've just got to um, if if teams are going to max protect and they're going to get rid of the ball quicker, they're going to have to play tighter coverage um, and prevent you know the, the 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 quick throw. They can't let guys just get open right away, and they're going to have to um, cover these guys and, and make the quarterback hold on to the football longer. Because if you're going to play, if they're going to play that that style, you're either going to have to bring more people and blitz, or you're going to have to cover better. Um, and but you know, Tuck's, Tuck's got. And I'm a big fan of Tuck, but it, it's not just the pass rush. It's and we I talked about this already. You know, they they ran a couple times to his side in, in that game for big gains. He's got to get off those blocks and control the edge. And again, they're playing against an offensive line against the Eagles that wasn't very good. Now, now if you go back a week before, they were playing a Panthers offensive line that wasn't very good, and they completely controlled that line of scrimmage. So that 
So I don't want to base everything off of one game. That's why this game, upcoming game, is going to be an interesting barometer because we've gone from Giants lose the opener, they win their next two games, um, and, and then, and then um, they lose this disappointing game to the Eagles, which they, they could have, even despite everything that went wrong, they had a chance to win at the end. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens in this game. I think this is a fairly important game um, because of that. And um, if they get the three and two and get some people back, I'll feel a lot better about the situation. I'll feel a lot better at 4.30 on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> But until that time, the Cleveland Browns, I think, uh, you know, the one of those teams that are looking to aim at the Super Bowl champions and, and have a good showing because they know a lot of people are going to be watching the game. So we'll see. And, you know, hopefully the Giants know what stands in front of them. They know they have San Francisco coming up and trips to Dallas. So the Giants know that this is an important week, and I do think that they'll respond well. I think the game will be close, but I do think in the end the Giants will win. And, and hopefully the pass rush does turn around this week and yep. hopefully don't see another, you know, another – another year from Jason from Justin Tuck where he's hanging his head down for a couple of games and, and you need the coach to talk to him and, right. and, and remind him that he's a captain on this team and he's got to be he's got to right. act like a captain and he's you gotta. have to lead by example you can't see you, you saw it a couple of weeks ago Eric when everybody criticized Cam Newton when he had the towel over his yep. head and you're sitting on the sideline well that's a second year player Justin Tuck is a captain of a two-time winning Super Bowl team and you know it, it's one thing to criticize yourself but it's another thing you know on Sunday if you're not making the plays to at least show the team that you're still responding and they, and that you know you, you they they have a they have a chance to win at all times so you know you know with Eli Manning the offense is always going to be there and I think that I'll always yeah. have a chance to win at the end but the defense really needs to show and needs some veterans to step up so we'll do, see do we have time for a couple more questions or absolutely okay uh Quickly, we had one uh, good question. What does uh, Wilson have to do to get more touches, more than two touches a game? And I think the answer there is simple. He's got to stop making mistakes. He's doing great on kick returns, and he's going to break one for a touchdown soon. But when he gets in the game, he's fumbled, he's dropped the pass, he's dropped the shovel pass. And Gilbride talked about it yesterday. They asked him the same question, well, how is he going to get more touches? He's, he said when he gets his opportunities, he's got to stop making mistakes. Now, I think he's going to be a really good ball player, but right now he's not he's – not, He's making mistakes, and he's not giving the coaching staff a lot of a lot of faith um, in, in 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 his ability to, to to make positive plays. So that that's a simple answer there. And then um, another good question was um, there was a good article on this on ESPN um, yesterday uh, that pointed out how Will Beatty really played well against Trent Cole and the Eagles. And Optimus in, in New York is asking, um, you know, has has he turned the corner? Has he nailed down the the left tackle spot? And I, and I you know obviously in the short term he has if he stays healthy. The problem with Beatty's always been injuries the last couple of years. And if he stays healthy, he looks like he's 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 a really good player. He's going to be going into a contract situation. So I think if he gets comes through this year healthy, I think they're in a good situation with him at left tackle. Yeah, and with David Wilson, the thing that bothers me, though, I thought he did a phenomenal job with kickoff returns. Oh, he's great. And yeah. I think he's doing a great job this year with kickoff returns. And for the first time in a long time, the Giants have a legit threat on a kickoff return, which we haven't seen in many, many years with the Giants. I can't remember the last time. Hickson was pretty good for a while. There, yeah, Hickson yeah. had that good yeah. year, and then he and then he and then he blew the knee out, and, yeah. and I don't think he was ever the same with the yeah. explosiveness. 
But I think Wilson, uh, they want to design plays for him. But the problem is, I think, every time he plays so sparingly now that every time you see Wilson in the game, the opposing team must think that the ball's going to probably go to him because he's just not in the game that much to you know, be just another player if Eli drops back to pass. So you saw Wilson in the game the other night, and you saw the double back set, and they tried to do that trick play with him, and of course it goes through his hands. But you know, but you that just... was open though. I mean, the middle oh, yeah. of the field was open though. You oh, would have yeah, thought they would have been focusing on him. But if he holds on to that thing, that that could have been a huge play in the football game. And again, I'm I'm not knocking the pick. I'm not knocking the guy because I saw enough of him in the preseason, and you can see it on the kick returns that man, this guy's lightning out there. You know, once he. He's got it figured out, and I think he's another guy that's going to be the second half of the season, and hopefully they're not out of it. Once he figures out that that's another weapon that every time he touches the football and you put him with Cruz and, and, and Knicks and, and Bennett, and you're going to have a lot of problems. But you got to hold on to the football there. So Yeah, and to go back to what Optimus was asking about Will Beatty and the offensive line, I think it's just another area with the New York Giants right now that you have to be concerned about with injuries. It just seems every week there's a new player going down. It seems like the defensive backfield is a cursed place to be if you're an NFL player with the New York Giants. <laughs> and, you know, we, I remember last week he had a question about Sash and about if there's room in this lineup for yeah. him. What happens? We talked about it, that yeah, an injury... Yeah, going to get hurt. Now injury, Phillips is out. There yeah. you go. We, we said that an injury is one play away, and sure enough, Kenny Phillips goes down. He's week to week now, so I just think it's one of those things with the Giants, really. Just hope Hopefully you could stay healthy out there. You try to put your best players on the field. You can never have too much depth with the New York Giants, you know, because it always seems like it's this year it's the, uh, it's the offensive line, it's the defensive backfield. Most of the time it's usually the linebacker position. And now, you know, all of a sudden they have a shortage at wide receivers because Ramsey's Barden has a concussion. Yeah. And who knows about Knicks? I mean, everybody, I think they have to be He's really... out this week, yeah. And the, the, he, the good news is he was doing a little bit more on the side today, so they're, they're, they're hopeful maybe he might be, be able to come back for San Francisco. But they're down to four wide receivers for this game again. So right. Jarrell Jernigan, that's another question we had. You know, Jarrell Jernigan's now the fourth guy in this game. And, and and somebody asked, why is he not playing? And he's, he's the number six guy on the depth chart. And Kilbride said, he, you know, he, they lo- love his quickness. They love his speed. But when he plays, he hasn't done anything. And he said he when he plays, he's got to do something on the field. And he'll get his chance this week. You know, he, he's, he's going to be the fourth guy on the team this week. They're only have four wide receivers. Absolutely. Eli will find it because last week everybody expected Barden to get a lot of touches. Yeah. And Dominic Hickson was the favorite receiver because you know Victor Cruz is going to be in the mix. And I love Victor Cruz's run-after-catch ability. But I thought Dominic Hickson played a very good game last week. So this a week really maybe, nice game. He yeah. did, really did in the second uh, – well, first and second half. And he had some really, really, you know, good – he had one catch and run that was really nice, and he had that real nice diving, or while he's falling backwards, and he kind of pushed off a little bit. But they, they were really tough catches. So um, I'm really glad for him because of the two ACLs that he's he's come back. So they they've got guys at wide receiver. That's not the problem. They have the quarterback, um, and I think they'll they'll pass block these guys pretty well this week. So I think if they come out throwing, they'll move the football. It'll be interesting to see if they can run the football. But where I'm worried, it's the, it's the other side of the football. I'm worried about the defense stopping Trent Richardson. If they stop Trent Richardson, we'll be fine. If they don't stop Trent Richardson, this game's going to get dicey. And we're already a quarter way through the season. The Giants are 2-2, two and two, so not so bad, not so good. And they have a chance, the Cleveland Browns this week, to really get a win and 
and, and to move ahead against the 49ers. So, Eric, we'll talk to you next week, and hopefully the Giants can get it together, pull off a victory for Giant fans. And Giant fans, please come back every week to YesNetwork.com and BigBlueInteractive.com for all of your football needs. Until next week, this is Joe Cal and Eric Kennedy for the Big Blue Breakdown Podcast saying stay true, stay blue.